0: Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke.
1: I'm Katie, and I'm Taylor.
0: And uh, it's very, it's very rare uh, in the world of filmmaking that you have a flick that has stellar cast, killer screenplay, banger, fucking soundtrack, mm-hmm. and said soundtrack is like original songs. You know what I mean? Like they, they aren't just they cover like a song or two, but the rest of it. Is all uh, regulars and <clears throat> few flicks. I think uh, have have stood the test of time from from uh, the year two thousand one <laughs> uh, better than Josie and the Pussycats, um, and and something and, you know why bury the lead. Um, I, I, I when I was listening back to our Gay Deceivers episode, I was like, ooh, we went right into it. I kind of like that, um, mm-hmm. and and we'll deal with the other BS as we go, um, Katie. I brought this to the table, finally, this deep in the mm-hmm. show, and it is fucking insane that it took this long for me <laughs> to bring it because, like, I, I feel like I've been threatening this movie since, like, episode one. Like, I'm like, yeah, this was, like, one yeah. of my first ones. I'm like, fuck, I love that movie. So, like, years and years we've been dwelling over it. Um, it means a lot to me. It's a movie that, like, we would rent all the time from family video, like, when like the tape, and also, like, when DVDs were brand new. Um mm-hmm. And, and this is a movie that's not on Blu ray. I tried to find it on Blu ray this week on Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to buy that shit. Um, and no, VHS or DVD. So uh, that's insane. I wonder if that limits people uh, seeing it now. But regardless, this is all a long way of saying it means a lot to me. And like, I grew up with this flick. Me and my brother and sister uh, watched it a lot. My sister adores it. Me and her still quote it fucking daily. Then I, the songs are so memorable. I'm going to put myself doing a medley of all the songs. Uh, at the very end of the episode, I won't do it on air to bo- like and bother you guys, but I am gonna do it. Uh, so stay tuned <laughs> awesome. for the credits uh, for that. Um, Taylor, do you go deep on this movie at all? Had you ever seen it?
1: Um, I remember seeing like bits and pieces of it, but it definitely wasn't a movie I watched fully until today.
0: Yeah. What about you, Katie? I know like the reason I was uh, uh, really excited uh, on a different scale, just like say, put away the fact that we have like. A pretty similar taste in comedic flicks put away the fact that you know we're 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 podcasting pals I just know that you go pretty deep with like Hanna-Barbera and mm-hmm. uh old-timey cartoons from that era and Josie and the Pussycats was a comic and surely uh, a staple cartoon of that era if not short-lived
2: mm-hmm I am. Um, I it, it's so funny. I thought I had seen this movie before and I have that um but what I think actually happened was I think I saw bits and pieces throughout the years and that um that song uh pretend to be nice you was like could. Oh, i I'm gonna knew... do
0: it. Don't oh. yeah. Oh I said I wouldn't do it.
1: <laughs> the audience expects it. I think you have to sing one piece. You of it. could
0: just pretend to be nice and everything in my life would be alright alright. <laughs>
1: perfect sampling thank you but you heard race. that
2: katie i i knew every single word like yes I, it, it, as soon as it popped up i was like oh this is this is the thing that i know from this movie and um I, and i guess that that's not so shocking because i didn't realize until looking into this movie that apparently the soundtrack hit gold even though the movie flopped the holy
0: <laughs> shit i didn't know that either it makes so much sense because it like the mm-hmm. songs are killer
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and and as you said all original so i fi- so i finally this is actually my first viewing and i had the best time i couldn't believe how amazing it was gym
0: fucking gem.
2: It, a, a real gem. and and it has all of the elements like it that, that i like as you mentioned it's based on a classic cartoon it's very it's female friendship focused it is uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously in and, and Erica put it this way, and I think that it's pretty apt. It has a pre-9-11 sensibility. Like, I feel like if... um One, of my,
0: like we were, One yeah, of my first thoughts. One of my first thoughts.
2: It, it just seems like we were just about to really lean into these, like, cartoony movies. And um, that, that are more cartoon than live action. And a- another point of comparison I saw as I was looking up things was this with Zoolander. And, um, it, which actually, Zoolander actually did come out after 9-11, like, two weeks later. But that one actually managed to be successful and become kind of a cult favorite. Whereas this one, I mean, you have a lot of love for this flick, but I have it, I don't a hear lot. it with the same kind of reverence uh, as as many places. And, and it's so interesting because I really feel like they're, they're sister films. And, um, Ooh, yeah. about subliminal messaging and about how these industries control things and, but what I think is so funny about this – or what I think is so fascinating about this movie is that it's so centered the, – the, the criticism isn't about teenage girls and you – it's not – because so often, you as a teenage girl, you watch films and you get the sense that, like, the people writing this think that you're dumb. But this is definitely – the criticism is on the people that make the media and how yeah. they manipulate teenagers into being consumers. And I thought that was very smart. Just You
0: know what else – Katie, you got my 000取table. gears turning. Like, another 2001 release that's, like, right around that time that, like, sort of feels aesthetically and thematically similar, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, like, yeah. that's also 2001. Yeah. And, like, if you close your eyes and picture, like, the colors and aesthetic of those flicks and, like, what they're saying about, like, one's music in One Message but one's movies, like, it's the same mm-hmm. shit, uh, which is kind oh, of weird. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, I'm a, I'm a shill for the Jay and Bob stuff, but... Like, it, it, like it, it just kind of you totally opened my eyes. Like, there's definitely a, a a definite flavor to like that year in cinema, strangely. And yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it doesn't hold up, but some of it does. And I wish that I wish that Josie and the Pussycats was more in the conversation. Uh, like Taylor, on the first viewing, she's like, "How the fuck did I not see this?" Like, that's how it seemed to me. Would you agree?
1: <laughs> I was like, I asked Luke dead serious. So I was like, "Did you actually check the ratings? Like, did you check the reviews? Cause this movie's." really good and he's like yes yeah i did
0: it was bad i I, that's why that's why we're doing it and then i was like okay 53 yeah critics did not like it
1: well and i was doing the same thing as you katie where i was like i started looking up what what are they saying that they don't like and i don't i don't really understand i couldn't gather in my head what they didn't like about it Mm -hmm. um and i'm like i was reading articles about saying it's hypocritical for a movie to make a, a movie about media being the reason why we're all buying certain things and things like that. I'm like, was it too ahead of its time I to like- I think it
0: is a super ahead of its time. Like-, like
1: it, Yeah. Go ahead, Katie. The satire just didn't, they just didn't get that it was
2: satire, which I find just incredible because every frame of this movie is slathered with product placement. And I feel like that really rubbed Bounce. people the wrong way just because they didn't understand that that is the joke. Like this is a universe in which the, the music that people put out is meant to make people consumers. It's hyper capitalism. That's the whole point of the film. It's not that like the film itself is trying to sell you these things. It's more like the universe of this film is so drenched in these subliminal messages and just turning people into mindless consumers that that's right. just how they live. I'm so sick
0: of these Reebok sweats. I need some Puma sweats.
2: Orange shoes are the new pink
1: shoes.
0: (laughs) And I got to get a six pack of Zima.
1: Orange is it? You don't even even drink. drink.
0: I think I should start. (laughs)
1: <laughs> isn't that crazy you can quote it that well oh dude after well not you but yeah. katie and i just quoted back to you and this is our first viewing of it
0: well and people and there, there's like there's definitely a super culty like underground but even overground like there's big people that are in this flick that like talk about it i remember they when they jammed out that first season of the bunny ears podcast with matt cohen and macaulay culkin you know like uh, Seth Green was a friend of the show, and he was on. And like, uh, God damn it, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, the dude from, he's from Garfield. I can't think of his name. Something, Rhett Breckenmeyer. I got it. Breckenmeyer oh. as well was like a friend of the show. And like, Macaulay Culkin is unabashedly would talk about like how funny that movie is. Matt Cohen, like everybody would come, and those folks that were in *Dujour* would come on the show, and like they'd talk about the flick. And it seemed like not only was it a blast, but like. We're not we are not in the minority thinking this movie's hilarious. And I think it's just mm-hmm. like twenty years later exactly, uh and just we're sitting here in twenty twenty one, um, it ages like a fine wine. Like it really does. I think also probably like doing a big like a, a series of plane crash gags in 01 probably didn't play super well. Um mm. I, I, I will just throw that out there.
1: Yeah. The, um Kate Katie, will you do a real quick, just like oh yeah, I I think even like oh yeah we should I know
0: we always have to make Katie do it.
1: uh, No, even just like (laughs) what you would say the pitch of this movie is because I'm like I think if you tell Gen Z and millennials what this movie is, they'll be like, this is what everyone like, like TikTok and all these things and Instagram and everything that's coming out right now in this moment makes this movie. 1 million percent relevant.
0: Jerkin, TikTok's the new Twitter.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Katie.
2: (laughs) What I imagine Harry L. Font and Deborah Kaplan, the writer-directors of this film, kind of must have been thinking was, uh, we are given the task to make a film based on an IP and sell products using this medium. Why don't we write a movie that kind of thinks about that? So, uh, But with the music industry. So the conceit of Josie and the Pussycats is that record companies for years have been hiding subliminal messaging in pop music to make people consumers. And at the beginning of the film, their uh, kind of mules of choice are this boy band called DuJour, uh, who, when they begin to realize that something is going awry, are, uh, are essentially sent to die by their manager uh, so that they don't reveal the secrets. and. Needing to find a new band, um, the manager, played by Alan Cumming, meets Josie and the Pussycats in middle-of-nowhere Riverdale. And he scoops them up, and he uh, makes their dreams come th- come true, and it all happens, like, comically fast. And eventually, they begin to understand the the conspiracy of it all and fight back. And what, what number one, the band's name is DuJour, the, the boy band, DuJour. which is one of the most genius piece of writing that i've ever heard in my entire life because it's literally like of the day like the whole name is meant to imply that it's a short-lived popular fad so that's that's amazing. funny oh mm-hmm. like soup du jour soup of the day oh no I,
0: I i love that shit and like they're totally like they're all like they're coming out like in the midst of like nsync backstreet boys fucking mm, oh 98, 98 degrees, degrees. All these fucking, all New these kids. kids. On the block. Totally, a little bit after New Kids, but totally like like that 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 vibe for sure. Uh, and they're all like so funny. Like like we don't even get to Josie yet, and the opening like like part of that movie is so funny with just Alan coming in those in those dudes. Like they're mm-hmm. hilarious.
2: I and just I'm your back door, lover. Like, like it's just uh, like jumping the when the
0: lights backdoor lover. They're like, hey, can you uh, can you guys go ahead and take us back to the studio? Do 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 do
1: do. No, but they're not uh, they're they're not good singers. Like,
0: Ooh. I know that's what you can totally tell. Like, uh, it's never more evident when the voices are dubbed when Seth Green's like, light on your bags there in the the moon. It's like, that's not coming mm-hmm. out of that guy. <laughs>
2: But I was so delighted to see them because I wasn't expecting them at all. And then you just see all these, like, well-known comedy actors as a boy band. Totally. And doing the, the boy band infighting with Classic. Classic, there's just a monkey. And then when they appear... So at the end of the film, DuJour comes back, and it turns out that they actually survive. They're like... This is a great joke, too. They're like, oh, we were able to land the plane just fine, but we accidentally landed into a Metallica concert. So they got beat up by a Metallica fan. So that's why they're all injured. Fans beat the crap out of us. (laughs) And even the monkey has, like, a little body cast. It's (laughs) it's so good.
0: I thank God every day I know the lyrics to Enter Sandman. (laughs) Dude, that shit's goo Like, all of it's so goo
2: and it, it is interesting, also, the implication that a boy band had to bite the dust so that a pop-punk group could rise from their ashes. Because that is essentially what happened in the 2000s, was we kind yes. of were like, all right, we're done with this. Let's let's start being upset again. But in a fun way. And, like, way.
0: the DuJour boys are incredible. Alan Cummings doing, like, the doing the Lord's work. And fucking, mm-hmm. uh, before we even get to Josie and the girls, like, Parker Posey as, like, the villain villain is crushing and the fact that like her big villainous plot is just to like influence the world like that she's cool so she can be popular it's like fuck man even if this like even if this movie wasn't satirical that still plays and like breaks Mm -hmm. my heart in two
2: what's so awesome about that too is that you have this insight into these characters that they're the ones that are influencing an entire generation of youth culture but they themselves are Hiding them. Like they're hiding their true selves. Like Alan Cumming isn't actually British. He is an overweight albino person who um, white
0: ass Wally.
2: White ass Wally, whom uh Fiona, who's uh she actually has a lisp. And uh the, the two of them always always liked each other, but missed missed out on one another because they were trying to be different people. And uh, they made themselves miserable, and they made an entire world miserable because they just weren't popular in high school. So I found that insight just fascinating about how, again, the the true villains of this are just the people that try to manipulate youth to be mindless
1: consumer consumers, essentially.
2: And that- plus,
1: the I think the part that I'm like. Oh, you almost went there and that would have been brilliant and beautiful. But the fact that we find out that she's just doing it because she wanted to be cool, which is like a universal thing that anybody can like relate to. We have all bought mm-hmm. something that we're like, I bought that because I thought I'd be cool in high oh, school. I or, am this
0: I am this person. I'm literally fucking Lu- I'm their Luke manager. Is- I'm like, I'm not what I wear. Like, that's me. Like, I'm, like, that's, like, me with, like, my fucking, like, all my weird collections because I'm God's greatest consumer.
1: I know. Luke Mm -hmm. literally buying a, what was it, Spider-Man. When
0: Homecoming, Taylor always roasts me for this, but you tell me.
1: It's not a a roast. It's just an example of (laughs) how much you love to be a consumer.
0: They were doing Spidey pizza boxes at Pizza Hut. If I'm going to order a pizza, why wouldn't I get the Spidey box? (laughs)
1: Luke never orders from Pizza Hut. Let that I think that's the part to remember is Luke would
0: If you put Spider Man on anything, I'd go eat it. So that good job, Stan. You, you <laughs> did good.
1: Um but like they so we think she's the villain, but also they just turned it a little bit that the government's involved. I know they don't and then they're yeah. like,
0: somebody's gotta bite it. And then
1: she's like, we He, like, goes up to her and was like, no, you have to take the fall for this. (laughs) And I just am, like, with TikTok, with Instagram right now is having the whole um, censorship. Like, that's where we are right now. Um, And people are all sorts of, um, like, mad and angry because they, like, Instagram's claiming that it is to save everyone from bullying. But it seems like it's very rooted in... um, racism which is great and wonderful mm. not that it's like the fact that is i watched this movie and we're literally talking about how um apps are controlling the way we buy things and all these things is just it's a little too much
0: dude it's mm-hmm. fucking okay you called it you said it bombed uh, in the box office holy shit you're not kidding like
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh my god 14.9 million total in the box that's mm-hmm. like unreal dude that is a fucking crime. I wonder why. Like, here's another thing and, and here's what something day else. did it come out? I mean, let's find out. Like, that shit's so crazy because uh it's so quality. April 11th, 2001. So you're right. It's like it well, it's like pre it's
1: We should see what came out it's during 9/11,
0: but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I wonder if it's marketing. I don't know like if if, you know, this is still like x-men had just hit in 2000 but com- it's still a comic book movie in a weird way and like spielberg's the flintstones is kind of like this where like you know people it's like kind of like i don't you know what i'm saying like they were still like playing with ip in a different way than they are now like now everything's true to form captain america's in his red white and blue tights like nobody's fucking around this but
1: movie came out with american pie 2, rush hour 2, destroyed the Diary, the princess diaries yeah
0: good call that's a good call Let's see. No, but I... well, you t- you put it in August eleventh, April eleventh.
1: It's April eleventh.
0: Correct. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Like it just blows my mind. Like they don't ever make fucking mid-budget movies like this like nearly as frequently anymore. To see a movie that's like a thirty million dollar flick, I wish they still did because comedies, like, can be made for that much dough. And and if they're really like you know if they hit, they make back so much dough. But it blows my mind that. um a movie that I think is this good now um, didn't do well then and I and I want to also clear something up too because this is a weird little factoid. Um, there was also like a family version of this movie you could rent and that has to be what we were renting as a kid <laughs> mm-hmm. like and I remember one time like my sister bought the DVD at like a at a at a resale shop and it was the family version. I was like, that's fucking crazy. No wonder we were watching this flick because you watch it now and there's some jokes in there that I'm like, why did I hear that? And uh, no, my mom was actually did a good job. I was definitely renting the family version, and even still, like if you look around, you can find it. It's bizarre to have a PG and a PG thirteen version. I wonder if it did. I wonder if this movie found its audience audience on physical media, and I say that a lot, but I, this that has to be the case.
1: These are I the am... actual movies that came out. Bridget Jones' Diary.
0: Okay.
1: Along Came a Spider. Bridget
0: Jones' Diary did two hundred eighty two million. Holy shit.
1: Driven. Joe Dirt, <laughs> even Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles did better than Josie and the yeah, Pussycats. Joe
0: Dirt doubled their d- doubled the Josie and the Pussycats dough.
1: I just wanted to make sure I Joe got Dirt's my, fucking my funny facts as shit. right. I just had to say it. Call Sorry, them. Katie. <laughs> now like,
2: go
0: ahead. Oh. We're, we're rambling over here.
2: Oh no, no, not at all. I was just gonna say that um, another tragedy of this film is that it uh, because it did so poorly, it basically kind of ended um late uh rachel lee cook's reign as the it girl after she was you know she's all that the main girl and she's all that totally. And um harry elfont and deborah Kaplan, who i guess are uh writing and directing partners or were writing and director partners who met at nyu um after this film performed so poorly they decided to never direct ever again the only other film that they have directed together was um can't hardly wait which they also wrote together and Ooh, um, they've I don't continued like that to work together yeah writing wise but um and oh oh another thing that I found out that I, I was so excited to tell you guys was that um, two of the people that wrote this also were two of the writers on surviving Christmas another bad movie brunch
1: entry. that's
0: so crazy the afflick mm-hmm. flick that was no. one of, that's so crazy
1: mm-hmm Well this was there better movie
0: this flick is insanely good and Mm -hmm. i think it i think it it like definitely deserves a resurgence i think kids today would would respond to this material uh in a big bad way maybe in a way that audiences audiences and teens weren't uh ready to 20 years ago and that makes sense like uh obviously that's that's, olivia
1: rodrigo in this
0: oh you think remake it oh my god well there's there's good iterations of Josie like that are more like comic accurate like on Riverdale and stuff like that like I like I like seeing that too but this movie is is definitely like you're right like it, it, you do something like along these lines I guess I, guess it could I be. just
1: feel really crazy but I like feel like watching it and watching the subliminal messaging and all of that and I'm sure there were like lots of movies at the time but I feel like right now with all the like weird conspiracy theories like. The everyone in America being obsessed with having to be correct and social media, just like in all of these things, this is like the perfect satire to remake because it's like, guys, the world. It's like I it,
0: think you get in a tough spot if you remake a cult classic, especially one that's not that old. I think you get. I think you're like begging for people to hate it, personally.
1: But nobody saw this movie.
0: Not then, but it's culty now. Like people, like you know, mm-hmm. like like people like it now. It's true. It's like uh, I think,
1: like, it, uh, because I think it would be 20- better to
0: like just make those kids watch this flick as opposed to trying to do it again. Because then I don't know, like like I, I don't know what studio wants to gamble on that when they look at like they didn't make back half their money.
1: Very true. I just think that I'm like this movie I just think would I don't think people would realize how good this movie could do today. If this movie For came sure. out now, I because it's like all of the styles back in mm-hmm. like the music is like what people would love. It's like everything about that time capsule of a movie people would eat up.
0: Speaking of it girls, Katie, but why I'm still thinking of it like Tara Reid was totally the it girl of like uh that time that time period as well. I feel like she was mm-hmm. all over the place from American Pie and everything else. Um and then Rosario is con- like I mean Talk about it, talk about the movie aging like a fine wine. Like her career is the is the finest of fine wines. Like here we are twenty years later, and she's Ahsoka, and has time to still be in Clerks three, and like has time to to voice Wonder Woman and Space Jam: A New Legacy, and like she she just works, man. So um, infinite rewatchability just to see all the stars that are still crushing.
2: Mm, absolutely. And I do know that because it is the 20th anniversary uh, since this film's been released that it is one of the films being shown at the Greek theater currently.
0: Are you um, shitting me?
2: I believe so. I heard That's uh, fucking a awesome. coworker worker of Erica's is going there on a date to see this movie at the Greek oh theater. Oh, my
0: God. That's what I'm, See what I'm saying? It's alive, mm-hmm. man. People love this movie.
1: Woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm I, just saying that before this, Katie oh, I and I you. had never seen this movie sure. fully.
0: Sure. No, I mm-hmm. agree.
1: Just because you watched it 20 times a day Uh, with your siblings. It's a good flick. It sounds like not everybody did.
0: This episode is dedicated to you, Al. Keep buying the records, baby.
1: (laughs) What do you think, think Katie? Do you think they should remake it? No. Uh, Katie's allowed Uh -uh. to speak. (laughs) Katie's allowed to make a decision, Luke.
2: I don't think that they should. I agree with Luke that I think that people, that that this movie should be- Never mind, Katie,
1: blah, 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 no, no, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: Um, (laughs) I do think the the, the reason why this probably tanked the way that it did, and this is something that's kind of uncomfortable to look back on because I, the the nostalgia that I have, you know, we often talk about like 90s nostalgia and things like that, but I do feel like the, the strongest nostalgia that I feel is the 2000s. Um, just the aesthetics, the the weird totally. fisheye lens thing that they do with this film. And I think that, but, but what's unfortunate about that period is that even though we love, like, stars like Britney Spears and girl groups like the Spice Girls were so popular, there was also this uh, true, like, hatred of them. And this sense that, like, everything girly was just dumb and everybody who liked it was dumb. And I feel like that is probably why one of the reasons or at least a contributing factor why this movie didn't perform quite as well because people didn't know what to do with the satire and they also just assumed that a movie about a girl group can't possibly have something to say because if you know because they just don't have a lot of respect for the intended audience. And it, it's, a, it's a real shame. And I and I think, like, looking back on it, you know, now with Britney and everything, we're kind of, like, looking back onto, like, how we treated yeah. these starlets and um, kind of taking th- th- that we weren't exactly fair. And it's it's nice to experience this movie now where I don't have that kind of baggage that I would have had during this period where I was like, I don't like Pink. Like, Pink is for losers. Like, now that I'm... In my late twenties, and I'm like, oh, I can enjoy things now, and there's not like a big cultural like shame to it. I- I'm g- I'm glad I got to experience this movie at the age that I did for the first time.
0: Oh, and you know what what uh what made me uh think about it, uh, jog my memory about it recently as I was on Twitter and I saw that there's like a book getting made called mm. Best Movie Ever, a totally jerkin book. Uh, and I think it <laughs> like I'm telling you, so it's like there's this dude Russ Berlin game uh he's an entertainment journalist podcaster yada yada um and he's been conducting interviews with cast crew and fans of the 01 flick um and it's sort of like uh in in conjunction with the 20th anniversary and so there was like an indiegogo which like got a lot of money and now it's more like you can just pre-order the book um but that's all one big way of saying like obviously we don't uh, we're not alone on this. You guys like the flick, and I think the audience is going to continue to grow with stuff like this coming out. Um, I guess this dude did a like a like a watch along during quarantine last year, and that's what gave him some of the juice, uh, mm-hmm. where like he realized, holy shit, this is real. Like he had the uh, he had um, uh, the writers uh, do the tweet along with him, and he was talking with those folks, and um, I think that's what got people like really like on board, and so now like this book's a must have for me. Happy to plug it on here too. i I'm, this guy's got way more reach than us, but like, I hope anybody that's listening is gonna get it. I'm I'm totally gonna get that. I think I think that uh, I think that it's totally jerking.
1: Um, Katie, what, like what you were saying about like with it, like a- especially after the con- like we've got free Britney going on and all like, and people thought they were crazy for saying that and that like now here we are and and now I'm thinking of Spice World like the mm-hmm. whole point is to that like that this movie's whole point the was the warrior to me,
0: of Spiced world, isn't it?
1: I don't even know if that, but like it it is so sad to think that like literally the whole point of these movies were to be like these people who are you think are stupid and dumb or like cheesy and all that like deserve it like deserve not deserve to be trashed, but deserve actually like love and respect and they're working hard. Like I feel like that's what the movies are saying is like they're actually not dumb. And it's Mm -hmm. funny that they kept making, and Zoolanders to that same effect, that, like, they're not these characters that you think are stupid, aren't stupid. And, like, I just think it's so funny how hard we pushed and, like, how many movies were probably made in the early 2000s and, like, still nobody listened. And, like, the whole point of capitalism is to prey off of teenage girls constantly. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's why I think this movie is so important because I'm like, That's the whole point is it's preying off of all of our insecurities and that's how we like buy things and like how the makeup industry even like survives um, is because they're trying to convince us that we need to buy all of these things to be, feel and be good.
0: It's so crazy. Well, it's mind blowing. Like, can you imagine like, like talk about having your cake and eat it too in a sense, uh, in the sense of you have a movie that is so firmly 2001 what you're talking about katie from the style to mm-hmm. to everything about it and also only gaining relevancy 20 years later like i'm reading like mm-hmm. in 2017 they did a reissue of the soundtrack on vinyl and, like they did a screening of the flick at the alamo draft house and like rachel lee cook and tara reed and rosario dawson were there and they did like an oral history feature in the fader like crazy shit like this movie's gaining steam 20 years later and it's blowing me, like, it's blowing me away. Like, I knew I liked it. I knew people liked it. I'd heard Macaulay Culkin talk about it and other famous people that were involved. I knew that I wasn't alone, but wow, this is, like, quite a following. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I, I hope that, um, you know what would be crazy is if, like, I, I think there's film snobs that would get mad at it, but I would love to see Criterion take it. I, they won't. <laughs> Aero, but if not them, Arrow Video. Like, Arrow Video did an amazing, like, remaster release of mall rats and they've done it with like southland tales um that it would probably be a shoe in there just to get like a thick as a dick fucking blu-ray of josie mm-hmm. and the pussycats with all the features uh give me hook me up with an e-copy of this other book coming out uh digital copy of the soundtrack i want it all i want all the josie and the pussycats forever the pussy hats
2: hmm. <laughs> well, that
0: makes sense because you're not wearing any
2: yeah, th- that joke is just funnier now because there are pussy hats to me. I mean, but like it, it's just I mean, like, oh yeah,
0: for sure. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know what else it kind of reminds me of? Just like off the top of my head, remember what those weird like Brady Bunch movies that came around, like came out in that time yeah. period? Like, mm-hmm. like it also kind of strikes me there where they're like, we're taking this old property from the sixties and we're like doing it, but we're making fun of it. This movie did way better oh. and did way more, but. Like the, there was okay. like those like yeah. the very Brady like sequel well, and that. shit like that. Oh, they did. Did you say that yeah. on the episode?
2: No, I did not, but they oh. that was like the first thing that they did.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Well that look at me on finger on the fucking pulse, because that's like exactly <laughs> uh this this is this is totally the logical transition. Mm-hmm. Mind blower. I love this shit. Two thousand one forever. Not all of it.
1: <laughs> Katie, do you have any opinions <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry yes taylor no you're okay do you have any opinions on why you think zoolander did better than this movie
2: Ah, uh, uh, again i think it a part of it i don't think it's entirely about the sexism but i do think that's a contributing factor and i think that um uh oh my gosh I keep wanting Stiller to say Ben Affleck, Ben Stiller. Thank you, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson do kind of have this fabulous kind of chemistry together, and I do think Electric that Will Ferrell dynamite. is is a, is a great bad guy. I I think that um, they were just more well known, and I think that that movie kind of, and, and again, it wasn't very critically adored when it first came no, out, but I but I that do think ages that, too, uh, but I I think that when it did come out, we were kind of in the mood for that kind of movie because I I think that for a brief period before we went so dark with cinema, we were just like, I just need some relief from the tragedy. Yeah. And I, I think that could be a contributing factor. I don't know for sure. Um, but I think that might be part of it. Um, both movies, I think, are very quotable. Um, but I think it's a matter of timing and luck as well as having those powerhouse stars. And... Uh, but but I, I want them both to have the same amount of reverence now, because yeah, that's, I, yeah, I
0: think I think Zoolander ages like that too, and it's like, did you watch it? Like Zoolander got a sequel. Like I know people forget, but it, Zoolander two happened.
1: <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean?
0: And I don't and, want Disney and an the Pussycats movie, two to happen. Apparently. I did not know about the animated movie. Holy fuck!
1: <laughs> yeah, see. I want more Josie and the Pussy... Like, after I, today... I mean,
0: I'm all for it. But or a doc. Like, a, an awesome doc about it would be great, too.
1: I would love mm-hmm. to know why it didn't do well. Like, I would love to get the whole doc and then get the story on why they think it doesn't do well. And, like, two, I also think that I have no connection to the comics. And mm. so I'm just wondering if that's also, like...
0: I don't know if the audience is... I don't know if the audience is there for what this movie ended up being. Like, no matter how you market it, you're either like, oh, I'm going to take my little girl to see Josie and the Pussycats. I remember that from when I was a kid. Oh, it's PG-13. That's weird. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't help your box office any, I assume. Or it's like, um, oh, I am I am old enough to have watched that show and enjoyed it myself. I'll go watch it. And it's nothing like that because it's the movie's not like the show. I mean, it's like the show in that, like, they're solving mysteries in Riverdale and shit. But that's about mm-hmm. it. Like, it's more of, like, it's more of a commentary and a satire on on product placement and, uh, uh, like, brainwashing and shit.
1: Well, and you, it, I, what you said right in the first sentence that you said also makes me think. It's, like, we, growing up, if your son usually wants to go see more, like, a raunchy movie, like, me or a PG-13 movie, I feel like boys, you're, like, oh, okay. It's kind of, like, how kids get, like... Boys got to watch American Pie. Like, I remember my grandpa taking my brother to American Pie, and he was too young to be watching it. Right of passage. And I'm like, but I feel (laughs) like, but listen, but I feel like for girls, we're like, no, if it's PG-13, we should not take that. Like, is that also the thing? Because it's like, clearly, I feel like, uh, Katie, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we're identifying with it because we were the girls that, like, would be like, we're in love with those things. Like, I loved Mm -hmm. Britney Spears. I had a watch with Britney Spears on it, and so I'm like, "Is that it? Is it because we, we were like our parents would not want to take us to PG-13 movies?" Whoa. that's just a theory. I got a theory going on in my and head. And I
0: think people like our age love it too, but we had to we had to wait and see it at home. Like our like, how mm-hmm. would we have known we would have liked that flick? Like for for a, a variety of reasons, not not least of which that I was like fucking nine when this came out. You were like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's just. It's, it's, that's, all of these factors contributed to aging, but at least it's aging well. Like, there's a lot of flicks from them that do not, <laughs> do not age for shit.
2: Yeah, so we I just actually... got
0: a lot of things going for it.
2: I, I had that thought as we were watching it, because we watch, because we are the age that we are, and because we have nostalgia for the things that we do, we end totally. up naturally watching a lot of things from the 2000s, and I kept waiting for something uncomfortable to happen that didn't age well... Like a gay
0: slur or, like, something. Yeah, like, like, nothing. you know, and it didn't happen.
2: It was a completely guilt-free watching experience, which is always fun. And I know that, like, that that's a low bar. But, like, we've been doing this show for a while, and you always, or at least I kind of always anticipate that. And it was so nice not to bump into that at any point yeah. watching this film. It was a tr- no. true relief.
1: I wonder, too, if it's because also all of our moms... We're taking us all to go see Bridget Jones' Diary, like that Maybe. was two hundred and eighty-two million dollars. Right next, like you're if you're choosing, like, right are line. you gonna go to that when everyone was probably talking about that movie and that movie has a status that gained us what three two other sequels? I mean, that movie was huge. like that movie was huge. So huge. M- that also might Similar be it. Budget, where it's like, huge turn. what are you gonna go see in the movies tonight? Or are you gonna go see? own Diaries that everybody's seen. Are you gonna go see this movie, Josie and the Pussycats?
0: Sure, totally. I think Katie. Uh, shit, what did you say right before Taylor said that? I was like, oh, I had something. Sorry. Oh, it's all right.
2: Oh, about how I always anticipate to to see something mildly uncomfortable from this era-specific, but I didn't.
0: Oh, that's what it was. It's like in a weird way, like in a weird way, this movie. To that point, and also to the, like, the the theme of, of the plot, is, like, I mean, this word's, like, like, thrown around too much now, but this is a woke movie. Like, like all the way around, just a woke-ass movie. And I think maybe the world, including critics, were not ready for that. Because some people still aren't ready for, like, woke is thrown around, like, such a bad term. Like, everybody hates, mm-hmm. like, there's the, the, the fucking, the the angry corner of the internet hates, ha- hates everything woke. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like yeah, the, I, I bet, go ahead, Katie.
2: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, because this is a movie that centers around female friendship and not a boy, and it's about success and not a guy, there's a guy there, certainly. There is a romantic subplot. It's, Alan it's M if you want it. Alan M, just sweetheart. Yeah. I, I like Alan M. I, I think he's very charming. And great I, I love patch. at the end, the great, wonderful. And I, I like that he's just a guy. He's not like a super hunk. He's just a dude with a guitar who's just like fine. And um, I like at the end when he's doing the crowd surfing at the show, and uh, this made me laugh so much, was when um, they finally were able to, like, finish their misunderstanding. And uh, she was like, he told me it was canceled. And he's like, that
1: dick. Like, that that killed me. (laughs) I thought that was such a good joke. Yeah, it's
0: like 4.15. When they're, like, negotiating. Oh, fuck, it's
1: so good. Like, he doesn't even make her feel guilty. Like that's mm. not even in there. That evil trope of like the girl trying to be successful and then her like boyfriend be, like being the mope or being like, Oh yeah, you wouldn't you didn't come to my thing. Like there's none of that. He like no. he just gets over it so quickly. He's like, Okay, He's like
0: cool, it's great to be in love.
2: <laughs> the the other thing that I thought was just absolutely genius is that like you're anticipating Josie to come to, to become like uh full of herself and big-headed because the name switch, Josie and the Pussycat happens. she does when she's
0: brainwashed.
2: Exactly. And I thought that was so smart because so many times when you watch movies like this, you're like, why did this happen? Like, this only happened because the plot says that it has to happen. But in this case, it actually has to do with the brainwashing. Like, it's just another instance of that and the divide and conquer that they're going for. And... It, it, it was nice that there was an explanation that wasn't just like, this is what happens when, when you get fame. Like, Josie wouldn't have abandoned her friends had she not been brainwashed, which I think no. is great.
0: And I love the love for the small town, like Riverdale and other small towns are like, yeah, we love being from there. And I, and I appreciated that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, here's the one problem that I think critics should have said. There's no way she's walking around with that Walkman and it wouldn't skip on her eight million times. That yeah, is like the, the one CD thing player. that
0: can't work. I'm like... Also, <laughs> ballsy as fuck to have that CD player and headphones in a bathtub. Oh, ballsy yeah. Ballsy as
1: fuck. Like,
0: Jussie like, doesn't, doesn't give an F, man. That's
1: what I thought it was going to break. Because I was like, it's got to break at some point, and And here we are going to be. But no. It's like... Oh, also like a movie just ready to make fun of itself. And you know what? Val maybe,
0: thinks you're a bad singer. Seriously, she told me. All right, go ahead, sorry.
1: I'm like, <laughs> uh, maybe it's actually that this movie, but no, because we get Zoolander after this. I'm like, mm. is it just because people got sick of, is this like the Marvel era? But we, people were getting sick of like, here are the, it's, this is a movie about like, not so smart characters, and you know what I'm mean? like. I'm thinking out like without a paddle. Like, are we just all? If that was after. Is it all? Mm-hmm. Is this just the this beginning a, of it?
0: I don't know if it's beginning, but it's like you know.
1: I'm so bad. 20 at Twenty years lines. ago, like it's
0: a long time. Anywho. Yeah, I I hear you. Like, like what um, a phenomenon! We can go for days about Josie and the Pussycats, which actually makes me feel great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I I that that's the mark of. Uh, I'm glad we waited. Like, I'm glad we waited to. And didn't and didn't pull this out of our utility belt until this deep in the game.
1: I think mm-hmm. if you get one Gen Z kid to watch this movie, you're gonna have a bunch of people dressing up and like having Josie and the Pussycat. Um, uh, like, like night outs, like
0: Chronicon on in Jane's on Bob Reboot. There's just a Jane, like a, a fucking Josie and the Pussycats convention for the flick. That actually, I would go. They literally go. They
1: do a Mama Mia night at like one of the LA local bars. And like Mama Mia has that like cult status where like people want to be like Donna and like all of that. But I, I feel like if you got like just a group of people to watch, like they would do Josie and the Pussycat night, just like how they do like.
0: Can I dress up as beaten up Carson Daly? Yes. Like with like <laughs> where I know I bought two and I'm wearing like two cat ear headsets.
2: Mm-hmm. Just
0: wearing a fucking arm in a sling.
2: Apparently, want, a uh, Carson Daly and Tara Reid were dating at the time.
0: Oh, that works even better. It's mm-hmm. like you know, if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't just like you know a pawn in this uh, plot <laughs> to take over humanity. I don't remember what the fuck it was. It's like.
1: Remember in *Lady and the Tramp* when they're eating the spaghetti and their noses touch? they <laughs> what? Are, what's your sign? I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Cancer. Dude, it's fucking
0: so funny. That works. That they're dating. That, thats actually. That, Tara Reed and Carson Daly dating is the most 2001 sentence I have ever or will ever <laughs> say.
2: Oh, I'm so glad. Lots of another fun relatable with this one. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, how do we feel? Are we ready to move into extra credits,
1: folks? Yeah, this is a ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It should be.
0: In my heart, what's the audience score? It's got to be high.
1: I think it's only seventy. That's crazy.
0: Katie, when did Rocky and Bullwinkle come out? Doesn't this also like I remember <laughs> like that like that shitty ass movie? I definitely out saw this Rocky time. and
2: Bullwinkle, but I could not tell you, uh, except that there's a there's a gag where they get pixelated at some point. Um, oh, but that's, that's the only good. thing I remember from that one. Let's June thirtieth, two thousand. Two thousand.
0: Fucking a. Finger on the pulse.
1: Very nice.
0: Oh. I can nail a year. Good year that two thousand.
1: Guys, Fast and the Furious came out in two thousand one. Mm.
0: All right, let's uh, let's rock on though. So, <laughs> okay. um, Katie, what have you been watching? Talk to me.
2: I uh, Eric and I just binge watched the second season of Bee stars on netflix and nice. uh i don't know if you guys know about that show but it, it was a big mm-hmm. quarantine show last year when the first season came out with a uh, among the animation community um because it, if, if you don't know if you're not aware Bee stars is an anime with uh anthropomorphic animal characters which is different yeah. you don't usually see that in in anime but no. what's so fascinating, like like it's a it's because of, by nature of being anime, it's very violent. It's very horny, which is new. Um, <laughs> and it it has Taylor such is looking a bizarre... up screenshots.
0: It's yeah. horny. <laughs> oh, it's it horny. Is...
2: <laughs> it is such a bizarre <laughs> uh, plot, and and I I can't follow why characters do the things that they do eighty percent of the time. But I I can never put it down. Like like once I put it on, I am just so entertained. I it, it makes me laugh. They say the most anime sentences of all time, but they're wolves it. and like deer and things like that. And it there's like the animal mafia and a black market where like the people that aren't supposed to eat meat eat meat. So it's like dark Zootopia. If you ever interested in that, <laughs> Look, um, yes,
0: that was the best <laughs> sale. Like oh my god, that should be the tag. Dark Zootopia, I'm in. Zootopia could, it could you know could stand to be a little darker.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I, I just I had the the time of my life watching that. I've also been uh we've been watching Tuca and Birdie, catching up on that this past uh, season two has been really good, and uh, oh and I started I watched Goldfinger for the first time.
0: Oh wow, I like Goldfinger. That's a that's a classic, man.
2: Goldfinger is wild. I I um I'm trying to write uh, a spy thing. And I realized that a lot of my references for, for spy media is children's media parroting existing spy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a deep catalog of James Bond. So I went to Google and I was like, which one is the best one? And multiple lists said Goldfinger. And That's awesome. It, it It is. And that, that movie is very smart in a lot of ways. I think the, the plot is really great. I think the villain is funny. Good um, intro
0: song. Fucking banger. Very
2: good very good intro song apparently the producer hated it and almost what? tried to take it out um the song but yeah the song Gold oh i love the song yeah. yeah um it's but a sweet the, it, but what's weird about it again um watching it in 2021 is of course the gender politics and um i guess in the original novel pussy galore was a lesbian who just hadn't found the right man yet and in the movie, there's a subtle line that's just like I'm immune to your charms or whatever. But that was the initial intent.
1: And mm. James Bond
2: is a little a little rough with the with the women in his life in that film. So that that's a little uncomfortable. Well, but and in think, real
0: life, too, fucking Sean Connery's yeah. no he's said mm-hmm. some things.
2: But uh I, I did think the, the plot was really fascinating. And it, it took that 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 twist of uh, of goldfinger's plan i thought was really clever and definitely not Dude. something i would have anticipated
0: totally and uh I, it's weird I, I at community college my science class like i took a science class uh where we watched goldfinger for it like to talk like seriously i know it's wild right community college rocks um <laughs> but we watched goldfinger and had to like d- like write about some of like the science in it and whatnot like the the like the the fucking paint or whatever and what that would do mm. and also like the actress herself like almost fucking suffocated because it was like acrylic oh. paint a paint or something like that um oh. a lot of crazy shit but like it's wild like how seriously that flick was taken and that like seems so campy now doesn't it like oh
2: yeah i i can't watch the newer bonds because they're too serious for me God, um and i know that core. that's that's a personal failing on my end because i know that they're good. No. No, they go every other.
0: Like, Casino (laughs) Royale Mm -hmm. is amazing, but it's like fucking 10 hours long. And -hmm. then I didn't really care about Quantum of Solace. And then Skyfall is like, and then I saw the next one. I didn't really like it again. So, Katie, Mm -hmm. if you're
1: looking for more spy stuff, you should just play the computer game Spy Fox. Oh, good. I I remember Spy (laughs) Fox.
0: That's funny. You're hilarious. We're married. I had Spy Fox.
1: I was sitting on that the whole entire time.
0: <laughs> Katie, you should watch, you should play Spy Fox on PC. I will. I, think, I will. I I'm sure I could find I, it
2: somewhere.
1: You probably
0: could. Or Freddy. Or, hard.
1: F- or Freddy the Fish.
0: I don't know that one. You don't know Actually, Freddy the Taylor, Fish. Actually, Taylor, now we've gone too far. Like, no, nobody knows what you're talking about.
1: Strawberry. <laughs> Tell me yes. you know Freddy the Fish.
2: Friday Reverse?
1: Freddy the Fish?
2: Freddy the Fish. Uh, that sounds like a pajama Sam kind of thing. Yeah, Freddie the
0: Fish. River. Oh, <laughs> um,
2: sorry. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I know of this. I never played the game. Sorry, I, my, c-
1: I couldn't hear you. Yeah, those are some good solving mysteries. <laughs> Taylor, what
0: have you been watching? Give me some extra credits. You, you never have I ever, girl.
1: Um. Oh my God. I watched Never Have I Ever. So good. It's like
0: we live together. and like um,
1: I know. Yeah, I watched it all. That was, I'm always a big fan. Um, it's a show,
0: like, it, it, like rare, It's Mindy. Rare, I just want to say rare is the day where, like, you're watching a show and I sit in and I'm just laughing my ass off. Like It's just, as a sideliner. Sorry to cut you off.
1: We're a big Mindy Kayleen fan and she could really write anything and I'd be like, thank you. This is very good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then we watched Behind the Attractions for Disney+. Oh, yeah. Plus. Good call, babe. Um. And I watched um, the movies that made us about Pretty Woman and Back mm. to the Future. And the, uh, honestly, all three of the things that I just mentioned behind the attractions and um, the movies that made us are all cut the same. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I was like eating it all up. Mm-hmm. It it's, very a fun, good. it's
0: a cute little editing style. Like I, I'm obsessed with Toys That Made Us. Like I, 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 I'd die for it.
1: So it was very, very interesting and informative. If you like movies I def- and you love Disney, I'd recommend those. Oh, yeah, but never have them. I ever. Mm, yeah, you should watch it the end
0: nice good job babe (laughs) um i went and saw uh the new space jam space jam a new legacy last week very excited went to the chinese and sat in the d-box where like your seats move all over the fucking place and like it was awesome and then like after a while i was like oh my god like i I won't sit here and dwell on it i I just really did not have a wonderful time i but that's okay and i and i you know but like I i walked out saying if kids like that flick the way that we liked Space Jam when we were kids, then that's all that matters. Uh, Mm -hmm. It did solid at the box office, and I've talked to friends who are like, my kids loved it. They're talking about LeBron James. So I'm like, well, there it is. So like, and and they were like, they were excited to see all the other characters that popped up and stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, if it plays for kids, that's who it's aiming for. Um, I can't get salty as like an old head and be like, it's not my Space Jam. Because like, you know, no it's not
1: uh well but, you could you're just not gonna do it
0: no i don't think i should i, I think uh, the whole point is like if kiddos love this flick then you know get on him and then 10 20 years from now their kids will get a space jam they love so rock on hmm. uh i also watched uh the new masters of the universe revelation uh my boss kevin smith uh, uh made that show ran that uh executive produced and whatnot. Uh, I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, Mark Bernardin also wrote on it. He's phenomenal. Uh, Jay Muse comes in as Stinkor in episode two, so make sure you 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 tune in to see Jay say some funny shit. Um, Mark Hamill's Skeletor, which is insane. Kevin Conroy shows up in this show. Like the voice cast is nuts. Like Chris Wood is He Man. I love that choice. Like I, I I'm vibing with everything.
1: Uh, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar.
0: Sarah Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it, just crushing. Um, Nice. The the cast is nuts, and and everything about it is nuts. There's definitely, like we said, that sector of the internet we were talking about earlier who's mad at anything that's quote-unquote woke, and um, there's those people plus some old-timey fans that may have some struggles with it, but critics are eating it up, and uh, I sure as hell loved it. So I I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I watched one other thing. Oh! Fucking, I went to the New Beverly and saw Gunpowder Milkshake, that new flick on Netflix. And Karen Gillan was there. Uh, The director was there. It was, that was a fun-ass movie, man. Like, you can tell, like, he was unabashedly influenced by flicks like Kill Bill, and this is a movie that's just a bullet out of a gun, uh, quite literally, as well as figuratively. Like, you you get going and you don't stop. I love seeing Karen Gillan as a leading lady. I thought you rocked. Uh, And there's an awesome cast in this, uh, and a a little girl that does amazing, too. Uh, That's for anybody on netflix so go check it out um i had a surprisingly great time like i went just because it looked like a fun time and i loved the bev and i walked out as a huge fan of uh, uh of this flick so go and watch it uh anybody else got anything before we go no with that being said i'm luke i'm katie and i'm taylor and you have a good one folks